0: I think that it's interesting that one what was it Universal did the video on demand release of Minions it was or whatever Trolls Trolls, trolls or whatever it was trolls. and yeah. they you know they got pretty good results right better than they thought and then a- or AMC goes crazy on them and and I think that there's a possibility we would be getting. New movies right now, if it wasn't for that, yeah, people uh, are terif- like outrage,
1: they're terrified of pissing off uh, AMC for some reason, even though AMC is like, we're not even going to come back after all this, we're just done, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean,
0: another thing to think about there is if every single movie company just released the way they want to release, then AMC is either going to you know follow through with their threats and not have any movies to release <laughs> or they're going to yeah. you know suck it up and get over yeah. it but I mean, like i i think that it's just a sign uh, and this isn't me personally and i and i i'm sure different people have different thoughts i think it's just movie theaters are holding movie production and distributions hostage on this type of thing where that maybe that's not the best way of releasing new movies or maybe that's not the only way and and honestly i rarely even go to the movies anymore because they're overpriced and I don't get anything out of them. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel the I same way. I would pay way, $25 you know?
1: to just watch a movie at my house without a bunch of other idiots around clapping and laughing. Like... Yeah.
2: <laughs> and so I, I think... I think movie theaters are really going to have to rethink...
1: Well, it's like the, it's like
2: the experience they offer, uh, you know. Yeah, it
0: needs to be more. And right now, the only theater that I know of that's really providing something different, I feel like, is maybe like Alamo, where you can where they have like less yeah. people in the theater, and they they serve you food, and you can get beer, and like they make it more of like a like a you can eat dinner, and it's real food. It's not like wings and and yeah, whatever, yeah. and. I think that's something, but I, I think they need to go even further than that. I think it needs to really redefine what movies are and not just we made it 3D <laughs> <Right>. or um <laughs>
2: yeah, uh,
1: like, uh, <laughs> like back when this like all first started, someone on Twitter shared a video from uh Endgame, which uh endgame spoilers, I guess, for anybody, but when Captain America <laughs> catches Thor's hammer and it reveals that it's Captain America and the entire crowd just starts going apeshit I was like, everyone's like, this makes me so sad that I can't see movies in theaters anymore. And I was just like, that reminds me exactly why I hate the theater experience. Yeah, Like, I don't get yeah, that. I don't, yeah. like, I mean, I, like when Yoda started doing his fight in uh w- Attack of the Clones episode in Episode two. 2. And everyone was like, oh, yeah. Yoda. Ugh, ugh. I was like, oh, fuck, I just want to watch this movie. I want everyone to just shut the fuck up and let me watch this movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I want to... The- Punch everyone in the face <laughs> at
3: the theater.
2: I'm, I think I'm actually uh, opposite of you, Mikey. I actually really like that. Um, like, I've always really enjoyed... I don't really do it now, but... Um, ice cream man is <laughs> Yeah, I can hear your ice cream I can man. hear him. Yeah, <laughs> so we might have to wait him a little bit. He usually parks on my corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, uh, I always really liked... Like, in high school, early college, I would go to, like, the first... Friday night or Thursday night screening for any kind of big movie. Yeah. And always really enjoyed just how weird it would get.
1: <laughs> See, I,
2: like, I uh, think for some yeah. movies,
1: that's okay. Like if I went to a showing of The Room, which I notoriously love The Room. Yeah. But if I went to a showing of The Room. I love that. I got to experience The Room with a bunch of people who either have not seen it or have seen it as much as I have yeah. or whatever. That's different. But then also, if I went to like a Hollywood premiere, I wouldn't be a, a cynical sourpuss if I was sitting near like... Chris Pratt at a premiere of Guardians Three, right? Like, I'd be like, "Hey, yeah, that's cool. Good yeah. job, good job." And then I'd clap at the end, which I hate when people clap at the end of movies because it's like, Uh-oh. "There's no one there." Who are you? i kind of,
3: I'm kind you? of on, I'm on Sam's side a little bit. It all depends on the movie, I think. Yeah, like my my big thing is if it's a schlocky kind of like you know fun actiony movie, sure go ahead and make noise. If it's like kind of a serious or like a dramatic mm-hmm. kind of a thing, don't do it. I went to Independence Day, the day it came out. It came out on July 3rd, and that theater was fucking awesome. Everyone was cheering, Uh, you know, when the fucking, he's like, didn't I promise you fireworks? Everyone fucking stood up and started, like, getting, like, hyped as shit, and I was like, that's one of the funnest fucking, like, movies I've ever seen in theaters, but, like, I went to go see Blade Runner uh, 2049 and some fucking dude was talking, explaining, oh, that's Harrison I'm Ford. I'm like, fuck this guy. I want to split his road." But like, you know, but yeah. like, you know, it all depends on the movie. Like I am there. I've been waiting for Blade Runner for fucking 30 years, but like Independence Day, fuck yeah, let's all cheer and throw shit and like, you know, suck grandmas in the <laughs> mouth. You know, it doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> I feel the same way, Paul. Like if it's a, If it's a blockbuster, an action movie, or something that's just fun, I really like going to just a theater and hearing like everyone screaming and everyone's stupid comments. Um, If it's something I really care about or like a serious drama, I'll go to a different theater. Yeah. Like I'll go to the Senator or the Charles. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. pick different times, you go to different theaters. Yeah. And different people go there. People who mm-hmm. are kind of more like serious about movies and yeah. want to actually like focus.
1: Well, yeah, but like so when you go to see like when you go to see like the Revenant and someone brought their four year old and you're like, what <laughs> yeah. why is this happening? One are the things, go
2: C- <laughs> yeah, one of the things I love is uh this is way back, but I went yeah. and saw I Am Legends, like yeah. the night it came out. And uh It was a good crowd, like you were talking about, Paul. You know, like everyone cheering and reacting. But then a baby started crying. Mm -mm. And this dude just stood up and said, who would bring a baby to a vampire movie? And screamed. (laughs) And the whole audience (laughs) just started cheering, like, put that baby to bed. Put that baby to bed. (laughs)
3: See, that's the kind of shit that's <laughs> yeah. like, it's fun. Love it. It's a fun Love experience, it. right? It's just
2: fun. Oh. Yeah. It
3: wasn't like, you know, two dudes got in a fight. It was just, you know, yeah. everyone having a good time at the theater, you know? Yeah.
2: And I, mean, I wasn't I really I'm trying to little... see I Am Legend seriously, you know? Yeah.
1: I'm being a little hyperbolic in my disdain for it. There's things I like about the movie experience, but. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, when it comes down to like, people will just clear, cheer and clap and point out the stupidest shit, like yeah. you were saying about, oh, that's Harrison Ford in Blade Runner. Like. Oh, that's the that's the gun from the first movie. Like shut shut the fuck yeah. up. Like, watch the movie. Well, you were
3: you were there when we went to go see the second Hobbit movie, and then like the end uh. of the movie, some bitch walks down to the end of uh, the stairs and is having a fight with her boyfriend at the top of the stairs. But they didn't yeah. move. They're just yelling across <laughs> the last five minutes of fucking the Hobbit. Like what the shit? <laughs> that's annoying.
0: I mean, yeah. like you know. <laughs> to be fair, that may have been the most entertaining part of the movie. But <laughs> that's
3: true. That's true. <laughs> like I did yeah. get my money's worth that night because of the, those two fucking people. Because it was clear that he was trying to get like her to do some stuff, and she was like, "Nah." And then she was like, "No, <laughs> no." And they're like, went down the stairs and was still like yelling at him. He's like, "Just come up here. I can't leave. My dick's hard. What are you doing?" <laughs> <Holy laughs> we the shit. Hobbit,
2: baby. <laughs> I can't get aroused with these small men on screen.
3: Schmaug wasn't doing for him.
2: <laughs> oh, man.
0: They're oh, in barrels
2: <laughs> going down a river.
0: All right. All right. Um, this is a uh, script round two. <laughs> <laughs> No. My name is Chad. (sighs) Shit, almost choked. I am (laughs) here with Paul and Sam, and we are joined tonight by our good friend, Michael Danes.
1: Hi, how's it going?
0: (laughs) And you may remember his pleasant voice as the uh, phone-a-friend from a few episodes ago. He gave us the uh, setting of uh, retirement home for uh, the episode with uh, Jamie Nash that we had.
3: Oh, well, that's perfect! I brought it back for our Patreon thing. Hey, yeah, yeah. Whoop,
1: whoop. Was that the squirrel I, episode? No, no, that was no. the uh, that
0: was the, the one the we called called uh, the retirement, retirement home.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Start watching the episode, Sam. <laughs> I don't want to hear myself. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but yes, I provided the idea of retirement home because, ironically, I had just seen. A bad movie that was about a bunch of retired hitmen who started their own community out in the West.
2: Oh, okay. The Irishman?
1: No, it was. Uh, <laughs> oh, what was it called? It was some. It was some really bad schlocky B movie. I, I watch a lot of those because um, it's it's my passion. Yeah,
0: so Mikey, you don't really have any uh, like shows to plug or anything, but if you want to talk a little bit about you know what some of your interests are and what you got going on.
1: I'm a graphic designer by trade. I work graphic design, uh, but I went to school for animation. I've always just sort of liked storytelling and working on improvisation. I've uh, been a I've been a D and D DM for probably 20 years now. Ooh. I've played with Chad. I tried to get Sam and Paul involved, but they uh, they're too too cool for school for Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons. But um, It really is sort of just an improvisational storytelling mechanic with other people. And you have an outline that your players can destroy at any moment. So you have to be able to sort of think and move. So I I like that aspect of it. I have uh, worked on several shows that I've actually pitched. I think I might be the only one in the chat who's actually actively pitched a TV show before. Is that accurate? Has anyone else pitched a TV show?
0: I've never pitched anything in my life.
1: No, so that was a lot of fun.
0: Last time I pitched something, it was a baseball, and some girl hit it back at me and broke my finger.
1: (laughs) Gave up on pitching. I've pitched shows to uh, Frederator and uh, Cartoon Network. Uh, None of them got picked up, obviously. Otherwise, I'd be talking about those to plug them, but uh, (laughs) it was a good experience. It gave me a lot of insight into the industry and how that works and sort of what the pitch process is and where you need to be in order to pitch a show each time I've got better at pitching and they have gone into some consideration and deliberation on it, but they never got picked up because they just didn't have the right audience or I I missed a key part of the pitch, but it was fun. It was a lot of, a lot of work goes into it.
0: That's pretty cool. I would uh, like to, I have a few ideas that I would like to pitch for like network television, but it's just always just comes down to how much time you have to put all that together and, Where you're at in your life. And 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 it comes
1: down to connections, too. Like, how do you even get into a pitch meeting? You know, like, I found... My friend was friends with Fred Seibert, who runs Frederator. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, here you go. And then that didn't work out. And then he was like, well, here, talk to these other guys who are doing this thing for Cartoon Network. That they're doing this and pitch it to them. So I pitched it to them, and still didn't work. But it it comes down to networking and and really, like, who you can talk to. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, a lot of that is just, like, you you have to pitch things all the time to like get like super good at it. And you may pitch a hundred things and maybe one sticks, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, family guy wasn't Seth MacFarlane's first show idea. Yeah. Ever, right. Like, so, but you, you go and you work in the industry and you try to figure it out. I just haven't gotten back to that aspect of it yet. Yeah.
0: Cool. Cool.
1: So this is script prompt too. It's a, uh, Hey everybody. This is script prompt too. I was like, Mikey. Let's let Mikey oh, do okay. it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just
3: started but never finish. <laughs>
1: yeah. So this is script prompt. Two. Uh, Paul, you want to you want to tell us what show we're on? No. Um, <laughs> so this is a, an improvisational show pitch idea thing where we get prompts and uh, we build a movie or TV show. Right? We can do a TV show if we're going to make it a long form series. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. most of the time it's been movies, but uh, I think it's just because it's easier to contain in an episode. Uh, but you get. Prompts, you put them together, and uh, you—I don't. That's it. Yucks, uh,
3: come uh, commence. Yeah, hilarity and And Hopefully it's funny. Hopefully it's
1: serious. Sometimes you get a movie that sounds like something you'd really like to watch. Sometimes we just like yell at each other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Just nonsense. (laughs)
0: All right. So since Mikey is our guest tonight, we're gonna let him kind of be the main decision maker on on where the story goes, but um. For now, I'm going to roll the die. Three. Three
1: prompts. All right. So are you shuffling the bits? Am I telling you when to pull now? You can. Yeah. Thing? All right. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Grab it. Yank it. <laughs> Twist it. <laughs> All <Yank> right.
0: It. <laughs> uh, phone a friend for a setting.
1: Oh, I don't have any. All f- oh, my oh. friends are on this Zoom call right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Chad has to do oh. it. so you can I'll, not I'll do him, it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Give Bob a call if you think he's available. I'll give Bob That'd a call. Fun, I'll yeah. see if
0: Bob answers.
1: Yeah, yank it like a like a hobbit in a barrel.
0: <laughs> uh there's a setting in her living room. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and one then, more. Uh
1: the last one. Go ahead now.
0: There's a setting in a bedroom.
1: Oh my god. All right, okay. so we're in a
0: house. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a house movie. All this <laughs> is
0: settings, it. by the way. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> Bob's going to Bob's going to give us a setting that takes us out of the house. I know it. <laughs> He's going to do bathroom. I bet you. The
0: <laughs> toilet. Yeah, a toilet. Yeah. Let's see if uh, Bob answers the phone. Okay, so Bob didn't answer. Just call my wife. I'm going to call... My wife. What?
3: <laughs> <Just> call my <laughs> wife. My, my wife. wife. My wife. Very see nice. I started watching the last dance. <clears throat> oh, yeah? I'm digging it. I'm on episode five. I want to finish it, but we're watching it together, so I have to wait. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's dude, very it's, annoying.
2: It's so good.
1: <laughs> yeah. I started watching uh, the uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark.
3: Oh, yeah, we're watching that, too. I dig cool. it.
2: Yeah, last dance is... Uh...
1: He's You're going to be on the podcast.
3: He's calling you. Answer. You got to give us a setting. Because we got phone <laughs> a friend. Just answer the phone. I don't want to be on the podcast. <laughs> I am unable
2: to get
1: to the phone right now. <laughs> yes, she is. No, she's, she's able, able to, to do that. that. <laughs> she's a liar. She's completely able to get to the
3: phone. <laughs> you're a
1: <laughs> liar. Can I just have her walk
3: over here and like yeah, say a setting? I just walk on over.
2: Hey, come back.
3: Hey, you.
0: No, I'm going to call my wife. Call your wife. What's going on? <laughs> your wife is worthless.
2: My wife. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we need you to say a setting.
0: Don't worry about it. I'll, Don't worry I'll about call.
3: It. <laughs> you, I'll you're call not in the episode anymore. I'm Melissa's in the episode You're out. Okay. You're cut.
1: <laughs> you're fired. You never make it to this town.
0: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> My wife's not going to answer now. Hello? Hey. Hi. Are you calling me from the podcast? Because you're on the podcast?
1: Oh, so am I on the podcast? I'm going to be famous now.
0: Probably. Wyatt's going to love you. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I need I need you to tell me a setting. For a movie or a TV show?
2: Um,
1: an amusement park.
0: An amusement park. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Cool. Worthless friends. <laughs> and wives. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she was Except here. For
1: she was in here. <laughs> <laughs> four feet away.
3: She couldn't just walk over Say say setting.
1: <laughs> right, so we have three settings, right? Yeah. It's a... An amusement park, uh, bedroom, a bedroom and a
0: living room?
3: room. Yeah. All right.
2: Yeah. Any ideas?
1: All right. So, uh, give me a second. Let me, let me I, process.
2: I got an idea. idea. It's a little contrived. Um, okay. All
1: right. You can you can go ahead while I'm while I'm kicking. But my... maybe
2: this will kick things off. And yeah, like you might have the same idea. I,
1: I might have just formulated. But go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear you. Go.
2: Kind of like the Sims, but if it was an amusement park.
1: Oh, like a uh, roller coaster tycoon. <laughs>
2: But with a house? (laughs) But with a house? (laughs) No, like... It's the same thing. Basically, I guess if, like, you lived, like, 50s-style... Okay. ...family unit nuclear house, there's an amusement park where you could go and act out that fantasy, but you're completely crazy. Okay. Like, if you never had that, and you want to have a family Mm -hmm. and feel what it likes to be like in that, but you're just so fucking nuts... (laughs)
3: <laughs> so, is this just the part of I Am Legend where he puts all the mannequins around town? <laughs> yeah, It's an amusement maybe. park. <laughs> I'm always thinking, like, Westworld kind of
2: thing. Oh, okay, okay. But done well. Uh...
3: <laughs> I kind of, I
0: like the idea that there's this amusement park that people could go to and act out having a family with, like, actors or whatever, right? Yeah. like And... Eat- and I like this idea of like going through the first like 15 or 20 minutes thinking you're just like watching a real family, right? Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. and then it's, oh, it's it's not.
2: Right. And that would probably attract different people. Like you'd maybe have people who did have a family at one point, but maybe they died. You know, like, mm-hmm. like maybe an old man, his wife died. He just wants to have that family thing again. You know, his kids are yeah. gone. Um. And all that, or maybe some horrible accident happened and somebody's kind of like trying to hide their demons and reliving that stuff. Or, and then you might have like the, the serial killer, crazy people who want to go there and just be like nuts.
3: I can see this being like a TV show, kind of like that room 104, where Mm -hmm. it's like every episode is just like a different thing that happened in that room. But every episode is just different people in this amusement park, living out some nuclear... Family life thing
2: Yeah I've always found that interesting Like um, As a lifelong renter You know I've been in a lot of houses And it's like You know Somebody else lived here And they got their own I mean Same thing if you buy a house But Yeah There's some Really important memories to them That happen in the same space Yeah You know It's just kind of weird Like in The same space There's There's ghosts And there's There's memories And Mm -hmm. And things like that And And what does that actually like mean?
3: Yeah, no, I, I find that interesting because like every now and then, like I'll go back to where I grew up uh, out in California and because my grandpa still lives on the street that I grew up on, but we lived in a house across the street and I like every time I'm there, I'm like, should I go knock on the door and say I grew up here and I want to just kind of take a look at the house? Yeah, and see yeah. how it is because like I buried some shit in the backyard. I uh, <laughs> I tried to cut down a tree with another piece of tree and it just like left a scar on the tree. I want to see how it's doing. <laughs> you know so it's, there's like weird shit, like you know one of the um the boards was loose in the backyard for the fence, and I could mm-hmm. um me and my brother used to like open it and then go to our next door neighbor and she would give us cookies and shit, so I'm just like, oh, maybe I should go and kinda check on on the place, see how it's was doing, you know mm-hmm. I found that kind of interesting, yeah.
0: My uh, childhood home was sold to the church next door, and they demolished it for a parking lot. So, <laughs> <that's>, uh...
3: uh-huh. <laughs> you just go lay in the parking lot sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No,
2: that's
0: uh, that's what happened to my childhood home.
2: <laughs> I mean, maybe to make it a little different, but if if it's some kind of service where if you've been through something traumatic, mm-hmm. you can kind of they recreate your last stable point.
3: Ooh, almost like. Um... Like, uh, PTSD kind of, like, therapy or some shit like that. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, um...
3: Like, a way like, to ease soldiers back into living with their families is to, like, try it out yeah. for a little while. That's, like, that's interesting. Yeah, like, mm. let's
2: just say, like, you were um, a kid. Well, maybe this, this would fall apart quick, but maybe that's a source of conflict in this. But, like, you're a kid, your parents got divorced, house got demolished to get paved over for a church parking lot. Mm-hmm. Like your whole life history is gone. You could have the service where they recreate your old family home, similar location. You get to kind of like reprocess what happens. Okay. Or if okay. something traumatic, like, you know, I'm thinking kind of like people. Yeah, it could be any
3: for kind of mental health, like traumatic demons. Incident. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you get to kind of like do it over again. I don't know.
3: Are they almost like. That thing from uh, from the Avengers, where like uh, you see Tony kind of like reliving the last moment that he talked to his dad and his mom. Yeah, and, his know, barf thing. The, his barf thing. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. kind of, kind of like that almost. Yeah. Because you know? <clears throat> that was an interesting part, and I could see that if you do it right, I can see that being like a whole movie. You know. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was thinking, and this is very different than that, but. Um... Like part of my childhood was every time anything we were doing anything, you know, we were going out to the mall, we were getting ready to go to like a family's house or whatever. It's like everything in my house would just like break down, like be like my mother was just going crazy screaming and like all this different like conflict and anxiety and like all this stuff just because, you know, of who she is. Mm -hmm. and i wonder if there's a and this would be like a pretty serious you know drama i feel like of this family who's just getting ready to go to the amusement park but like the entire thing except for the last like maybe the entire movie just takes place at their house and there's all this yelling and arguing and like this build up to something and maybe there's different like you know the kids are you know fantasizing of going to the amusement park or whatever, but it, they mm-hmm. never actually get there. It's just this like huge buildup to never being able to leave.
3: So you're just like watching this family kind of like deconstruct while well yeah kind yeah of, like fantasize about getting out of this argument and getting to their destination.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I know that's kind of sad and not really. uh
3: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, if, I, if, if
0: done right, like would be cool. But yeah. I think it would be um. if it was done r- right. I think I would really enjoy the movie.
2: Yeah. I like that a lot. No, yeah, actually, I, I, I think like that's that as a concept. that's really important.
1: point. Uh, yeah. I I think it it would be a good slow burn drama, um, where it's just building and it, and because it does bring back those those feelings of as a kid, you're like, well, when are we gonna go? And all the kids want to do is they've heard yeah. they're going to this amusement park, right? And so they're just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, uh, and you get the tension from the kids, but then outside of their worldview, you get the adult understanding of these people are never going to this amusement park. The mom is just derailing everything or the dad just can't, he yeah. he doesn't, all of a sudden they find out about a bill that now they can't afford to go to the park or, you know, something like that could, could mm-hmm. build in the plot and it could really, it could really go as a, as a solid drama. My, my pitch was going to be one of those um, like people zoos, you know, like, like from those uh, sci-fi, where yeah, like mm-hmm. from Futurama, yeah. Where, but yeah, yeah. so it's an amusement <laughs> park, and I think for like the first half, you don't really know that you're in this, uh, and it doesn't have to be anything nefarious or bad. Maybe they know they're there, mm-hmm. but they're just putting on a show. Like when when it's the five o'clock feeding time for the dolphins at Sea World, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's the five o'clock, you know, feeding for dolphins or whatever, they just come out and they do their. This is the the living room time, and they're <laughs> they're just sitting there watching TV or playing Wii Sports or something stupid, right? Um,
0: it's like a it's like a nineteen eighties uh, zoo. So they're yeah. just playing like Mario or Load Runner on the Nintendo, right? Yeah, <laughs> so
1: it's, it's, it's <laughs> something like that. That was my that was my idea, but and then my problem was, well, what's the thrust? Like, are they trying to escape? Do they want to escape? Do they know that yeah, it's well, not the eighties? Do they know it is the eighties? Are they? Is it Evil aliens or maybe it's just conflict within other people within the within the zoo. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's not just one house, not just one habitat, but it's like a neighborhood yeah. that the people can walk around and, and view as as sort of like yeah. outside viewers Um, through like, you know, hyper projections and like big mirrored walls and things like that that they can't. Yeah. The, so it looks like a wall to them, but on the other side, it's transparent and the people can just see through and see what's going on. And maybe they just know, like, almost Truman Show-esque kind of thing.
3: Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of, like, the Burbs, almost, where it's, like, all contained on this one, like, little cul-de-sac, but then you just add this extra element of it being, like, a a show or an exhibit for something else to yeah. kind of, like, study these people. But, like, you see that, like, they, they start to find the cracks and the breakdown of the the facade of this thing, and they start to like figure out like, it doesn't have to be anything like super nefarious or whatever, but they start to realize that where they are, isn't where they think they are, you know? Right. Yeah.
1: So like the Truman show, it just, the illusion eventually breaks down. Yeah. uh, And maybe they do want freedom once they realize that. And maybe there are, you know, some people who are in on it and some people who aren't. And now we're just recreating the Truman show. So I want to try to steer away from that (laughs) because I don't want to just recreate something that was already really good.
0: I was just thinking like what if it's not like this n- people don't know what's going on if they if they do know and it's not even like they're being held captive by anyone maybe it's maybe it's part of some sort of like you get you know all of your expenses paid if you just live under under other people's scrutiny right yeah. and like I'm pretty sure there's a number of people in the world that would you know elect to do that yeah because then you know, we got like cause...
1: reality tv but live i guess right mm-hmm. so yeah, it's yeah, like these yeah. people are and if their ratings get too low or people stop coming by their house to check them out so they like maybe they continually try to like ramp up and ramp up like what's going on in their house so that their house is the most popular one in the park so that they don't get kicked mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. Um, well
0: maybe it's not even the kicked out thing maybe it's like whoever has the most ratings and brings in the most guests you know gets the most perks right you get yeah, the best yeah. quality of life the biggest home. Uh, all these different things because you're the most interesting.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, And I think building on that as. But if it was like
2: it was required to have cameras in your house and every house has a reality show. So there's no more TV. People <laughs> just watch other people and whoever their
3: favorite family is or, or person is. Yeah. It's like Ultra Big Brother, but then everyone just, is spying on everyone. What if everyone's so favorite show is the
1: guy right? who watches this other show? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know. Yeah, if but I've... like you could tune into anyone at any time. Like it was required by the government. Yeah, that you have a reality show, and you can tune into anyone <laughs> at any time.
0: I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show yet, but there is a show on Fox, I think, but it's on Hulu also that it's literally watching celebrities watch other television shows. It's called like celebrities react or something. And they, you watch celebrities watch TV. Yeah.
3: It's, it's actually a a popular thing in like, uh, in England where you watch other people watch the news and you just watch them react to the news. Yeah, It's called like the big box or something like that. Yeah. It's an actual thing. And I think that's what they kind of brought it over. And then let's make it interesting to make it celebrities. But, yeah, it was just regular-ass people in England. You can go and
2: watch
1: them,
0: watch <laughs> just
2: the, just the news. Watch it's, I mean, it's, it's like insane. video games. You can watch people play video games. Yeah, yeah I don't And they make get a it. ton of money. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of
0: fun. Although I've pitched to Mikey <laughs> that he needs to start his own uh, video game streaming thing where he's just extremely mediocre at every game and then yells at the <laughs> at the game the whole time and, yeah. and then complains about how how it cheats. The
1: problem with that the problem with that <laughs> is eventually you get good enough at the game that you know people stop watching cuz you're doing good. Um No, you have
0: to maintain this. You I'm maintain you're, your, you're you're mediocre at mediocre, it, right? Yeah. Like right. <laughs> you got to maintain the mediocrity and and complaining cuz that's the whole entire thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um okay, so Paul, what was your what was your idea?
3: Mine's gonna be a little bit sci-fi kind of a thing. It's not gonna be exactly this, but I recently watched a movie. It's called Infinity Chamber, and it's basically this guy wakes up in this just this room, and um, he's supposedly been like misidentified as like a um, a terrorist, and like someone switched his like ID number because like it's it's like a couple years in the future where people just get scanned like their biometrics get uh, like their facial thing. And they have like an ID number attached to that. And someone switched his number. So he gets confused for this guy and put in this prison. And his only like way of escape is to trick the, the computer that's like watching him into getting him out of this like infinity chamber. And I, I kind of like the idea. It was super low budget. You can tell that they, Barely had any money. I think the budget was like $100,000 or something like that. But the idea was pretty sound. And I think you could do something similar where there's someone that wakes up in this amusement park and there are these specific rooms that are available for them to go into, but they can't leave the amusement park. It's like some kind of like invisible force field thing. But if they go into these rooms and then they can kind of play through these scenarios And if they beat the scenario, then they get to go on to the next one. And once as they beat these different room scenarios, slowly different uh, doors and levels of this amusement park are unlocked to what they would believe would be their freedom. But, you know, we can we can fuck with them because it's sci fi. We can make them do some weird shit. It was like
0: a sci fi escape room.
3: Yeah, yeah, almost, but, like, this dude has no idea he's in the the escape room or, you know, how he got there. He's just trying to, like, figure it out because he can't, like, leave, but he figures out that if he goes into these rooms and solves these, like, weird riddles, then he can finally
1: get out. So it is, like, yeah, it's, like, his own escape room, torture room, Where, but he's, like, 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 nothing bad, like, he doesn't get, like, dismembered if he messes up a puzzle or anything. No,
3: it's not, like, yeah, it's not, like, gonna kill him because it's just, I want to do, like, one dude one location kind of a deal almost. And And so it's like, it's weird where it starts off with just kind of like these general, um, like, uh, puzzles to crack. And then it starts building up and it gets a lot more personal to him. And, uh, a little bit more odd with the challenges and shit like that. And it just keeps like building.
0: And whose amusement is this for? Like watchers? Like,
3: I think so uh Black Mirror did this cool thing where it was essentially like the same kind of thing but what it turned out it w- it was a computer program that was running all these um scenarios to find out whether or not you matched with another person in this like love app kind of thing <laughs> but you were like watching the scenario as if they took the computer took these people's answers to the personality question and then made little avatars and then made them like live in this cabin for a year. And then whether or not they would want to stay together or, or if they were like done with each other and just like left. And so like, yeah. I think you can kind of like make that almost similar kind of thing, but uh, the end at the end kind of like solution could be a little bit different.
0: I, I think ultimately it would still need to be in a, a park in which, people go to for amusement, right? Or else it could be just, like
3: testing, you know, just, yeah, I'm just putting like that out there. S- some for kind it. of like human thing. I don't want mine to be chosen. Someone else should go. I like <laughs> Sam's and I don't like, I've, and I liked uh, Mikey.
1: Well, so
2: <laughs> yeah, it's Mikey's. Uh,
1: Mikey, what are you thinking? It's your episode. So I, I actually, I know it's not the the funniest concept, but I actually really like Chad's idea. And I think some of the more serious episodes sometimes get some of the deeper uh, movies like the one you guys did with the uh where they wind up at the diner at the end, oh, the yeah. 11 one? uh yeah, yeah, the one where the lady yeah. like abandons her identity and stuff. Like that. I I really liked where you guys went with that. I really like I like character studies, which is why I was actually on board with Paul's for a minute because it could get into a really interesting like man versus man Yeah, but you up. can you can get into a, a man versus nature kind of concept with it where. Yeah. You know, maybe it's you know it's not just his house, but it's like a fun house at an amusement yeah. park or something. Or maybe the like,
3: amusement park isn't the big thing, but maybe that's one of the levels. Or maybe then... he
1: goes to this amusement park and it turns into a psychological trap for him yeah. that someone designed for him. So he's at an old amusement park, you know. So you could explore that, but I, I yeah. do kind of like the the high drama of uh, where you could go with with Shad's, um, if we wanted to get deeper into it... Uh, I like it a lot. I'm not sure how much more digging we really want to do or could do into it beyond the, the base concept we hit when we were first pitching it around. Do you guys want to explore that? Do you want to see where we can go with it?
2: I like it a lot. And just the idea of people struggling to be happy.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, like
2: mm-hmm. like going to amusement park, spending a day with your family seems like an easy thing, but for a lot of people it's not
3: yeah it's usually gonna go one of two ways it's either gonna be a a good time or it's gonna be a fucking shit show and you're gonna yeah. want to like divorce your wife and throw your kids in a pond to get eaten <laughs> by alligators or some shit well
1: yeah. I like, what, like. <laughs> yeah so I think we can I think we can explore it because i I'd, I'd like to go and brainstorm on it and see where we can go and like what we're gonna do and like you know what's the impetus have they been to this amusement park before have they Have they Mm -hmm. never been? Are they just thinking, or the kids themselves, or even maybe the adults, Mm -hmm. have they never been? Because they just never got to go as children. And now that they're older, they're like, oh, let's take our kids. But then everything that day just breaks down. And it could just be a, like I said, you know, the dad gets some news where all of a sudden this trip that he's been saving and working for, for, you know, years to get them to go to this. This is like his big thing. Was he finally wanted to be able to take his kids to, you know, whatever Disneyland Disney World yeah, yeah. craziness we want to actually make it but uh he's been saving up for years to to do it and now all of a sudden a bill came in or i think he gets you know, fired he get he got fired like, and now he's They they have- land
3: they land in this place they're they're driving to wherever he he's got a couple missed calls from work and then like off screen he goes outside to take the call while we're inside with like the mom and the kids, and he loses his job, but he doesn't say anything about that when he comes back in. But you can tell, like, his whole mood is like changed.
1: Okay, yeah. so we could we could set it up where maybe they're at like a timeshare because we still want to get the the bedroom and the living room. It's supposed to be in, in a house. Stay with the yeah. So we can right. stay with the we can stay with the the prompts by you know, and maybe and maybe instead of it all falling apart. Maybe they do go to the amusement park, but the whole time we're getting, we as the audience don't know that he lost his job, Mm -hmm. but we're just watching him try to enjoy this last day of, of, you know, fun with the family. But throughout the whole thing, you know, you see, see him start, on edge. So he's on edge, or like the kids yeah. are like, "Oh, we want this thing," and he's like, "I don't know if we yeah. can really afford it." And then he's like freaking out because it's like, "Oh, twenty dollars for a for a soda? Like, what are we doing? Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Why are we yeah. here?" And the mom the whole time is just trying to like reel it back in and make it fun, so we could start the movie in the the timeshare. Maybe they landed, and that's what they're renting. They're like an Airbnb or whatever that they're renting for the trip. Well,
3: a lot of a lot of these, like, uh, big amusement parks, like, you know, Disney World, they have, like, on-site...
1: Like the like, bungalows or whatever?
3: They have, like, cabins and stuff, uh, you know, and different kind of, like, places you can stay where you can actually be in a house. Yeah. But still, you know, as part of your vacation package, go to the, the amusement parks and stuff.
1: Yeah, and so maybe, we, maybe we're going back to that, and, you know, he keeps worrying about the costs of everything, like the whole, hmm, the, yeah. the whole trip. He's just like freaking out about how much everything is costing all of a sudden. When before they were supposed to be good, but now instead of having the money that he had to do this fun thing, he's just eating into the savings that he's going to need to get another job.
2: Mm-hmm. I think for mm-hmm. this to be good, it has like everyone has to be a protagonist and an antagonist. Like, yeah, it's got to balance itself out where you you can understand everyone's point. Um, so like. I, I feel like this is almost like um, before midnight. Yeah. Which is yeah. which I absolutely love, where the majority of that film is just one fight. But no one's wrong. Yeah. But they are both wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm. Um, so I think for this, like, you know, um, what you're saying, Mikey, maybe the dad has that kind of, I'm supposed to prov- provide, you know, I'm not able to right now. That's countering with, you know, my masculinity issues or whatever. You got to be the provider stuff. Um, You know, the wife could have her issues. Maybe we bring other adults into it because I feel like it's kind of hard to pin things on kids. You know, maybe maybe there's a... Maybe Uh, one of the like an older grandma or something that is causing some factors or other family members involved.
1: Or you could have an older kid who feels like they're too cool for, like, why are we even here for this? Yeah. And now, now all of a sudden that adds extra tension because it's like, I went through all this to get you here and you don't even appreciate it and you're just bitching the whole time Mm -hmm. and we're trying to like a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, Like I'm thinking like older kids. Maybe 17, 16, 17. Um, And then, yeah. And and then maybe the other kid is like, 13, 14 kind of range. So that way the 17 year old is like, Oh, this is my last summer. I wanted to go have fun with friends and you dragged me to this shit. Like, I don't care about this, you know? Yeah. And the other kid is the, you can have the, the younger sibling as just sort of the, like the innocent ish where they're not really doing anything malicious. They're just like, they don't know or care about money or finances and they just want, and they want, and they want, and they want, Mm -hmm. and
2: that could be the audience kind of uh, you know representation though you know yeah, like yeah. they just want everything to work out and we can live through them that yeah, could be our so kind of point viewpoint. of view yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I can I can almost relate to this because last time I went to Disney World I was in eighth grade and my brother was a junior in high school and we were just like too old for disneyland you know (laughs) but like not old enough to go to epcot and drink you know so it was just like (laughs) what the fuck are we doing here well i mean it turned out okay but you know that can be like that age range where it's just like they're they're growing out of their childhood and like their dad and the mom want to keep them in that childhood for one last trip because he's been saving so long now that he can finally afford it fucking kids are old and they don't want to be here. But like, he really wants to have this thing for the family, you know?
2: Yeah. I think that's, if you just played it out straight, I think that's probably the most beauty in this, you know, like the parents don't want to admit their kids are getting older. Yeah. They want to branch out. Well, they're struggling with
1: the kids don't want to admit that they're still kids either, or at least the older kid probably doesn't, uh, the younger kid might still be into it, you know, or at least is acting into it for the family. But the older one, Mm -hmm. like, he doesn't want to still be a kid, but there, but there should be a scene. Maybe he gets lost and separated from the family. And then yeah. he realizes, oh shit, I, I might be on the verge of adulthood, but if I lost my no, family right. right now, like mm-hmm. I would so be on my own. It's insane. Like, mm-hmm. it's and he has that freaky. freak out moment. He has a freak out moment where he's like lost yeah. for, you know, not necessarily get, a long part of the movie, but you know, he's, he's en- just, enough.
2: Enough to what if he breaks like, out? What if he breaks out and... Well, like the brothers, if,
3: they, if they're brothers or they're like siblings or whatever, yeah. they get in fights, they get they get in a fight, right? And then they split up. And then the older one's like, oh shit, I shouldn't have done that. And then he tries to find the other one and he's just like gone. And so yeah. you get that tension of them trying to reconcile their relationship as they're growing older. And then um, because, you know, instead of them... Doing something with the parents, they decided the first day they're both going to kind of fuck off and do their own thing. And then later, because it's like a however many day trip, they'll they'll come back and do certain things. But they're like, you know what? Let's just split up the first day. We'll meet here for lunch. And like in doing that, you know, the siblings fight and split up. And now you get this kind of like, oh, shit moment from both of them. We're like, I shouldn't have done that to my brother. I'm in the wrong. And the other one's like, I'm on my own, but fuck, I shouldn't be, you know? Yeah. And it almost
2: feels like it might be like squid in the whale. That's what I was, I was thinking the same
3: thing. It's like, I'm you're watching everyone deal with change. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh it's, it's watching, you know, every little stage of these old people deal with the fact that they peaked long ago and, and they're slowly becoming failures like their parents. And then you're watching these kids trying to make to the next stage of their life. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like they realize that they don't know what the fuck they're doing either. You know?
1: Yeah, and maybe the tried. maybe the younger sibling gets into a fight because they just wanted to have this last cuz they know that their older sibling is going to leave or move mm-hmm. on after this trip cuz they got accepted to a school or maybe they're going in the military something. And so they're trying to cling to this last like maybe they went to Disney World when they were, you know, 7 years younger, like 7 <laughs> years back. Yeah. And yeah. for the younger brother or younger sibling, I, I don't know that we haven't got the genders down yet but for the younger sibling maybe it was the best time they ever had with their with their older sibling right like yeah they and they really felt a connection but then they haven't been able to go for like seven years and so they finally go and now the older siblings just acting like a dick about it <laughs> and mm-hmm. and like the other one's just trying to capture that moment again but
3: when you so have like, that like that age range difference you know between like middle school and high school it doesn't seem like much now um but like at the time it's like oh he's so juvenile i don't want to hang out and you know mm-hmm. be with the baby yeah. you know i want to go and kind of do some grown up shit and you can kind of get that conflict there where yeah he wants to be grown up but he also wants to you know have a relationship with his brother and he's not doing it because he's has this constant battle within him or within her However, you want to do it. Can we just pick something so I can
1: start right, using yeah. pronouns? So let's go with let's go with brothers. Let's go with brothers. Yeah, uh, I think that works.
2: It's just easier. I don't like from my own life. Um, just kind of talking about the same concept. I went away to college. My parents struggled, I think, with like that empty nest thing coming on. Yeah, and also like for I guess eighteen years they identified themselves as parents. You know, they thought of themselves as that. As soon as that started to go away, it's like, well, what do I do? How am I still want to do that? You know, so they were trying to keep doing that to the point where it was intrusive to me for what I was trying to do. And I remember going home and my brother's like a year and a half younger than me. Um, and I guess like we had stopped kind of being close in high school because mm-hmm. I guess when you're that close in age as boys, you kind of get a little competitive. Yeah. Um, but I remember, like, we weren't close at all. We kind of didn't like each other, almost. Um, but he got very emotional, and then I remember him breaking down to me and crying, just about, you know, like, you left, you know? And it, it just it was very weird, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think you can um, but, get
1: those high drama moments. And, like, yeah, you know, they're in line for Splash Mountain or something, and, like, they just get in this huge fight mm-hmm. about whatever, you know, or maybe they're on a ride. And they mm-hmm. they have their big like freak out, and you can catch the moment where they both lose it on each other on the roller coaster camera. Yeah, like, I they're kind of like the, at each other. the <laughs>
0: idea of you know in between going down big hills, they're like yelling at each other about stuff, and then they like yeah. so it like gets really serious, yeah, and then it gets kind of funny, <laughs> and,
1: and then they do like serious, you know and... the little key sign yeah. as they're like, so it's going like down on the <laughs> way on the way up the hill, they're like. Well, you never even go hang out with me anymore, and we used to do all this mm. stuff together and play yeah. games. And then all of a sudden, yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of them having like a legit like fighting argument, but like while trying not to scream on this like this yeah. like r- really fun ride, as everyone else is like having a good time and they're just like you know going fucking at it.
1: Yeah, you mm-hmm. could just like juxtapose mm-hmm. that with like everyone else's stuff. So I think we've kind of steered away from the money trouble, which I like, by the way. I like that we've sort of turned this into a a brother coming of age story instead of a finance issue kind of thing. Yeah. I I think that's a better direction to take it. And I know we just spent like 20 minutes on it originally talking about, um, you know, the dad having money issues. But I feel like the story kind of evolved past that. And I like that. I like that we're not worried about that anymore. Yeah. I I um, think um, it could could still be be in there. It could still be. It could be like a subplot of like but at the same time now it sort of feels like why if we're focusing this heavily on the brothers and we haven't even touched on the parents' relationship like yeah hardly at all i think i think maybe the parents are just sort of letting them do their own thing and we only get the one day we get the one day at the park and then it ends back at the bungalow with the parents like you know just in the the living room of the bungalow and then it ends with them like going to the room that they, the bedroom that they're sharing and you know who wants to share a bedroom with your brother at that age, right? Like, so maybe there's yeah. even that little, maybe that's one of the initial incidents is they get to the bungalow and there's only two bedrooms and one's for the parents and one's for the brothers. And he's like, why yeah. do I have to share a room? And like, why am I doing all this? And you know, so it it could focus on that too. It kind of sounds like you're just
3: describing my fucking vacation from eighth grade. Yeah. Like- <laughs> All of this shit happened. Like me and my brother had to share a bed because there was only two beds in a hotel room at one point. (laughs) And then like because my my parents were um, in the bed next to us and it wasn't like a separate room. um, Someone was staying up and watching TV and my brother was like, I can't fucking sleep. And he goes up and turns off the TV and then my (laughs) stepdad gets fucking piss and like storms out of the fucking like building and like takes a car and leave and we're like what the fuck is going on it's like (laughs) there's all this like crazy shit just all this tension and everything and i Mm -hmm. think you can like you can add some of that in while you know you have the main story kind of being the brothers relationship but you also you have the parents and then you know when they come back together that tension um kind of coming back into the mix of what's what's been going on while they were like separated or yeah. you know and I, they come think, back for meals or whatever during the day what, or something.
0: What if it is a you know stepfather who is trying to do this big thing to connect to his step stepsons, but he just clearly doesn't get them. But yeah. he's struggling really hard to do it. Right. Okay. Yeah I like, like that. he's trying but he just doesn't understand what's going yeah. on. So he's like, I'm gonna take him to this uh this theme park and or this amusement park and Bally either world. one of them. Yeah. Neither one of them wanted yeah. to go in the first place, right? And uh he's really frustrated about that. And that kinda adds conflict between him and the mother because you know, he's just pissed off because her kids don't appreciate him, even though he tries and, and yeah. you
2: know. Mm-hmm. I think like boyhood was good with that, you know, like yeah. there's all these different relationships throughout and how they evolve and twist and turn and, and yeah. it took twelve years to
1: make. Yeah, it's true. But it's
3: like it's so well done <laughs> though, right? Cuz like the the actual progression of the the kids really matched, you know, how they progress that story with both the mom, I'm blanking on her name, and then Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Um Patricia mm-hmm. Arquette, is that who it is? Yeah. 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 So like on how they age and how, you know, time has kind of taken their perspectives and her being a single mother, you know, really struggling, trying to find a romantic yeah. partner that can also work with the kids and provide and, you know, not just take over, but be a part of the family. And, you know, her struggle with that while the dad's off kind of doing his own thing and not really connecting yeah. with his kids completely when he is there and all this shit. So, yeah, I think that can be like a really interesting kind of like compressed Thing that we we throw into yeah. you know a day at, at an amusement park. I also yeah.
0: thought that they lucked out pretty heavily with the kid that they casted because like he grew looking a lot like Ethan Hawke. Yeah, like, he yeah. actually looked like he sure. could be related, and they had no idea that that was going to happen.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, for me, I think the parents' story arc in that movie is the most interesting. Like um, Patricia Arquette, where she's just sitting there. Like I thought there would be more. It's such a, yeah. a big, the mo- best moment in that film, I think, when, like, mm-hmm. uh, the kid's about to go to college, which kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, but when she's just kind of upset, like, uh, you know, first I had kids, then I got a degree, got my job, all well, my kids are moving out to college, what's next? My fucking funeral. Yeah. You know, like, I thought there would be more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ethan Hawke, you know, he becomes the dad, neutered, neutered dad he was always resistant to eventually mm-hmm. you know but the moment when he like uh gives away the car he promised to uh the kid and didn't yeah. even think about it you know because he's like why would you want that because he is on a different level yeah like i feel like those kind of like little moments is, is what we're talking about here
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: like they're everyone everyone's innocent Throughout this, no yeah, one's and the bad like, guy. I
1: don't think there's anyone who's pre- and just like you know, real life. There's no one who's cut and dry. The yeah, the the, the everyone's got their own stuff going on. They yeah. don't really want to be on this trip with their stepdad and the mom's there, probably right. Like she's not going to just let yeah. you know, all go off. But
0: yeah, the mom's there.
1: Yeah, and everyone so everyone
2: has good intentions. Yeah, they yeah. just mm-hmm. aren't lining
1: up. And what's yeah. our, what's our focal point? Are we focusing on the, the brother relationship? Are we trying to broad brush the whole thing to get all of the relationships in there or where are we, where are we really narrowing this in on, on this story? What is the story about? I mean, I like
3: the, the whole family as a unit, right? Like they arrive yeah. there together, they go through some shit, they have to leave together. And how do you kind of like reconcile, you know? a very bad day of dealing with your growth, other people's growth and conflicts and stuff like that. And how do you do that peacefully where, you know, you're still family and it's not like anyone's going to murder anyone, but it's like, you still got to live with these people. But like, how do you make it? So it's not like resentment, you know, you you can kind of come to Mm. an understanding, you know,
2: I think you're, you, you bring up a good point, Mikey, like, we can have them meander between each other and interconnect throughout you know most of the movie, but there has to be an overarching kind of thing that happens at the end that lets us know where they stand. So like are they good or are they not good? Do they leave this experience better or worse? There's mm-hmm. got to be some kind of like overarching event or deadline, or some kind of time constraint. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I
0: think that there needs to be this bigger thing that happens as part of that that third act that needs to be resolved, and as a result of that, they are closer, even if it's just for the, you know, at, at the end, right? They, mm-hmm. they feel yeah. like they're closer to family. So what is that? Is that the youngest kid... You know, gets lost, gets injured. Does does someone get you know? there's something? What happens in that that really brings that all together?
1: Maybe it. Maybe it culminates for the brothers. Maybe it culminates in that roller coaster fight. Like they're on this. Fu- <laughs> they're on this roller coaster. It's supposed to be fun. They're having a terrible time just being shitheads to each other. But maybe when they get off the ride they catch a couple, they catch a glimpse, or maybe the mom was waiting and she buys the pictures because she has no idea what's going on, right? So she buys the pictures of them coming down the ride and, and they see, they caught a moment where they both had this exhilaration going down the hill and they see it and they kind of just go, oh, none of what we were arguing about like really matters because this is us. Mm-hmm. Like This is what we really are like. And so that that is their climactic moment where they get... And it, 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 we're taking kind of a silly moment of them arguing on this roller coaster ride uh, about whatever they're arguing about, you know. And then they get to the end and they realize, like, we just had this, you know, moment together. And as much as we were arguing, we still had this second in time where it was like none of that mattered. Mm-hmm. And Maybe that can be like... That could be there. like, we came, there. they they just sort of gel back and get into their rhythm mm-hmm. again as brothers. Um, I really like that conceptually. There There would be some massaging that would need to happen in the actual writing process to make it make more sense. But I feel like if they have this fight, and then at the very last dip when they go past the camera, all of a sudden it's, like, such a thrilling moment that they just, like, get this perfect picture together, and they see it and realize, like, none of what we were arguing about is like really gonna keep yeah. us from being brothers?
2: Yeah. So for me, what I was kind of thinking about as this plot device was kind of like what like Silver Lining playbook, Silver Lining's playbook. Yeah. Has at the end of it where it's like um, Jennifer Lawrence's competition. Yeah. Or even like uh, the birdcage, where they have like the the dinner at the end. Mm-hmm. like it it's 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 uh movies about people but it, there's like a there's an end game and there's a time limit on it just so it's not just like i mean i think it totally work is just people talking and having moments throughout a day yeah but there yeah. needs to be like some kind of framing element or some kind of deadline so, so that we can see the results okay. of what we watched so like even like uh dazed and confused which i feel is like a very open kind of thing where they're kind of wandering around they're reflecting on becoming 18 year old adults or yeah. whatever you know it's still like the 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 framing element is the, the pledge they get a sign for the football thing yeah they're committing they get a sign like there's a yes or no kind of thing
3: yeah mm-hmm. if if you really want to just steal everything from my childhood. We can make <laughs> the, the older sibling, let's say, because if we make him a junior in high school, he's going to move out for his soon senior year to go live with, um, their, their, um, biological father. And then, so this is like the last kind of like thing that they're going to have together before mm-hmm. he moves out of the house completely a year earlier than, you know, they were expecting. So now when this kid goes from eighth grade to ninth grade, he doesn't have his brother in the same school as him. He's moved, you know, a hundred miles away and is in a different school Mm
1: -hmm. sooner
3: than he thought, you know, he was going to lose his brother. And that's part of some of the conflict that comes up with, um, their kind of tension there. You know, Mm
0: -hmm. I I like that conflict. I, I think that, and I think what Sam's talking about and, and what I think um, is it, there needs to be this kind of bigger thing that kind of brings them together at the end. And, and what is that? And it could
3: just be a simple, like a uh, firework show at the end. It doesn't have it, to be like, a big thing. maybe be, anything's yeah, not, maybe, maybe not everything's fixed, but everything's going to be okay. You know, maybe that's, that's how it is. There's like a small smidgen of hope, but not like wrapping it up with a bow.
0: Yeah. But I, Mm-hmm. So I think- I, is mm-hmm. and maybe it just comes down to how it's written, but is this argument on the roller coaster enough conflict to drive the to drive us over the the bell curve, right? Yeah. Is it is it big enough to take? And it doesn't have to be like there's an active shooter at the park and he's killing. You know, it doesn't <laughs> yeah, have yeah, to yeah. be insane. It just has to be something maybe a little bit bigger and. You know, if, if we're talking about things that, that happen in our lives and, and maybe even taking a little bit from a serious man, um, when, when we were kids, my brother, we were at Ocean City and there was a hurricane and my brother got lost at the hotel and it was this kind of like this big everyone pulling together to find him in the middle of a hurricane, right? Mm-hmm. So what if they're at this theme park and this big kind of storm hits and like after that fight on the roller coaster the 13 year old kind of runs away angry and then everyone kind of comes together and it's not like this serious thing he's not gonna be maybe he's just like crying underneath some bleachers somewhere or something he's just scared but it but like something happens where this huge kind of storm hits and then they find him and then Maybe the storm dies down. Maybe there are fireworks at that point, but just something that like really drives. I agree with in you,
2: Chad. That. Yeah, yeah I agree. There, there needs I like to that. be a there needs to be an assessment at the end.
1: Yeah, so, so the climax isn't resolved on the roller coaster. Maybe the mom's a little aloof, and maybe they don't look as happy as I initially pitched on the roller coaster ride. Like she just looks at it and she wants to say, "Oh, that's a nice picture," right? And then, but they're still fighting. But they're fighting in the, the brother, picture. Yeah. Yeah, and then the that's when the younger brother runs off because even the mom doesn't notice like yeah. what the hell's going on. So wait, and then what if, the storm hits. So what
3: if maybe after the storm the older brother's like, "Hey, let's go back on the ride and get a picture for mom." And that's that's the uniting factor with those two. Is they go back and they take a nice picture on the thing and they buy it and present it to the mom cuz like after the first picture she gets pissed and she's like Okay, so she's like, not
1: aloof about it. She's yeah,
3: just, no, heaps. she's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like, you guys need to get along. This is the last time we're gonna be like a week after we get back. He's gone. We're not gonna see you. Mm. He's gonna be like so far away, right?" So, you know, the storm happens. They band together and to find him, and then the the brothers sneak off to go back on the ride and get a good picture. And you can even end it there. You don't even have to have them like presented it to the mom. But you know, you can do that freeze frame of them. Two thumbs up on the ride.
1: <laughs> Arms around each thing. other, <laughs> and I think the the argument that they have on the, the the ride has been building like all day. Yeah, like it's not. Yeah, just yeah, there's got to be a of lot, sudden, of, lot of a lot little shit other. going on. Yeah. like he's maybe he's even resentful because the brother wants to go. The younger brother wants to go on the ride because he's finally tall enough to ride it. Right. Yeah. So he, and and the older brother's ridden it hundreds of times or whatever. Right. Like mm-hmm. he he doesn't care about this ride, and so but throughout the whole day they've just been knitting and like needling at each other you know the way siblings do where it's just this one little thing one little thing one little thing and then finally he's like fine fuck it and they get in the the line for the ride that doesn't even care about and that's when they have the big argument on the the roller coaster and that's when they have the bad picture and then he gets lost they reconnect and then they get the good picture for the mom yeah because maybe yeah the mom notices how shitty they're being together and like causes a big argument that maybe it's not even a storm maybe he just runs off Mm -hmm. right and then we get like this like 10 minute thing of the mom's going to like the park staff to try to find the kid because he just ran off the brother's trying to find the other brother who ran off like he's like mom okay i'll take care of it and then that's when they reconnect and then they go on the roller coaster ride happy together for they have like their little conversation when they reconnect And then they get on the ride and realize that they're not actually mad at each other. They're just mad at like the situation. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I kind of think we need to add in, you know, some sort of inciting incident um, before. I don't know if it's. So what is that when they is it them is inciting incident them leaving to go to the or arriving at the amusement park? Or is it Mm -hmm. does something happen at the amusement park that kind of kicks it off?
1: I think you get the whole you, – you you get like the whole vibe of the trip on the first arrival to the mm-hmm. to the uh, cabin or bungalow or whatever the hell we're calling it where they – at the resort and they're like, why do we only get two bedrooms? And uh, like – so that's what starts it. It's not the biggest inciting incident or anything but it's – The inciting incidents,
2: know, they're together in one place yeah. and they have to face their, their issues. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so I think I think you get the first taste of it when you get to the resort and they're like looking around like, oh, this place is great. This place is big. And then it's, oh, two bedrooms. And they're like, oh, well, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. Um, and that sets up the whole flavor for the entire thing. And we don't even spend much time in the resort, I don't think. It's mostly going to be in the theme park of them going to uh, different rides and maybe they go to a ride that the older brother really wants to get on and the younger brother keeps finding excuses not to go on it because he's too scared. And so you get that sort of a fight there and then you get, yeah, you know, so you get, you get a, an escalating series of like fight resolution, fight resolution until finally it culminates with the mom finally just losing it on how shitty they've been to each other all day. Okay.
0: Yeah,
3: I think that's and what's great.
0: The, so what's the, is there, is there a conflict between the mom and the, and the, and the stepdad that I think needs to be resolved too, right? Or it needs to be I addressed and resolved. I, because I think, I mean, you also have this relationship between them and the stepdad that is, that is stressed and conflicted. And while I don't think that they should leave the theme park thinking that he's their best dad in the world, right? Maybe it should ease that conflict a little bit. Maybe... And and especially for the younger one, who's going to spend the next four or five years living with him, and, and has to deal with him being, you know, the the father figure in his life. So I wonder if you know. I mean, I think that the, the main conflict with him is that he's trying to participate and trying to do something nice for them, but he just doesn't really get it or doesn't really like know how to, how to how to really deal with teenagers which is a struggle uh right. like maybe he yeah. like
1: he has like no real grasp on like maturity levels and then like uh so he's like hey you guys want to go to the character parade right like mm. it's not necessarily this is gonna be off off-brand disneyland or whatever right because we're not gonna actually film in disneyland because they <laughs> won't let you but um
0: you have to sneak your cameras in you have
1: to sneak your camera in and do we'll do it do uh it. Gorilla style. Gorilla style movie making. <laughs> but um but no, so like he's like he's you know, he thinks they're into stuff like they're way not into. So he's like, let's go ride the the fun little kid ride. And like they're like, What the hell? Like no one's into that anymore. No one wants to ride that. Yeah. And it doesn't even necessarily need to be like he's a bad stepdad, he's just a little disconnected, right? Like he's not abusive, he's not an alcoholic, he's not checked out. Right. Like we don't want to paint this like villainous picture of him. He's just sort of a guy who is trying, but he's not very good at it. Right. Like he's he's not a villain. He's not a bad guy. He's just not their dad.
0: Yeah. And I'm trying to think about that. So like and I agree. I don't know if he should be this cheesy, like uh, like dad joke guy that just doesn't. That's like giving them little stuffed animals when they're 15 years old either. I kind of wonder if maybe, maybe he does. A, maybe he is just disconnected. But he also maybe he's one of those that maybe this is too much of a cliche. But maybe he's just one of those uh, dads that or step dads that just don't really show that they care is, enough for you know a, a young a younger kid to really to connect with. And then maybe that can be resolved with, with the stepdad finding the younger one when he gets lost or, or, or something like I don't know. Just some sort of resolution there in the end. Because there needs to be something there that kind of brings that around too with, with the conflict. So like I, or maybe not. I was just thinking no, that that's what I, was I don't think the only conflict that should be resolved is between the two brothers. Unless that's the main conflict we're focusing on.
1: And that's what that's what my main question was with the with the character study and the coming of age tale we're telling, do we need there to be a disconnect? Does the does the stepfather need to be anything other than he's a stepfather? Like, because the main conflict is the older brother going to live with the actual dad. So we mm-hmm. do need to establish that this is a stepfather figure. He's not his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that could just be a background conflict in and of itself. We don't need to have it be like actual animosity or disconnect or anything like like that, it could just be, this is not their dad, and we need to establish that that's not their dad, so that way their conflict makes sense, that mm-hmm. he's leaving to go live with the real dad.
3: That makes sense, yeah. Well, why don't we so, have uh, the parents meet one of the stepdad's like friends, like another couple's friends at the theme park, and so it's not that weird when they go off and do their own thing. They're hanging yeah. with this guy's friends who are from whatever state this uh, theme park is in and you kind of learn through their whole interaction um, you know, some information about their past and some conflicts and stuff like that. And then, you know what, at some point, you know, you can have some, someone say something wrong or bring up something in the past or bring up some kind of secret that the the mom didn't know about. Um, or even, you know, they can go like, have like drinks somewhere and one of them gets a little too drunk and kind of spills the beans on something, you know, like the stepdad getting fired as they arrived or something like that, you know, something, something can happen where there's reason for the parents to stay away for a lot of the movie and kind of meet up with the kids occasionally as they're doing their own thing.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. So I don't, like I said, I don't think there needs to be with the narrative that we're crafting for, for the story about these brothers. I don't think there even needs to be other than you could call it a contrivance, I guess, but other than a reason for the parents to, you know, not be over the kid's shoulder the whole time. I don't think there needs to be a scene where there's a fight. And I think we've kind of drifted away from even the the stepdad having lost his job or anything that we initially hit on. I think we're focusing now on just a tale of two brothers. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you uh, still
3: want to have that kind of like B story that kind of will give context to some of the conflict of why, you know, the older one is leaving to go live with the dad because, you know, he's been in the picture for a couple of years and he is just not getting along with these kids. You know, it's just like, it's not working out. There's too much friction there. Especially yeah, with the older and so,
1: one. So we could have a scene where maybe the mom and the stepdad get into an argument because the stepdad just goes, like he, had, they're having a couple drinks with the friends, and he just goes, "Yeah, you know, I never even wanted to have kids." Yeah. Boom! Right there. That's now your. Now you get the idea as to why maybe the older brother wants to leave. You get the idea of to what would make the mom be a little bit upset and maybe decide to go find the kids mm-hmm. again. Mm. Um, so you can get that little thing, and it it, it it's just a small moment. It's not like an entire act of the movie or anything yeah he just like says it like a, a like a
3: matter of fact kind of thing but it's just like it's yeah like it's just that's, that's talking not, not his right friends. for her you know
1: yeah he's just talking to his friends and he forgets that the maybe from a, a split <clears throat> moment he forgets that the wife's even there or you know whatever and he just goes yeah you know i just never even wanted to have kids like this the amusement park thing is not my scene this isn't what i want to be doing with my life yeah mm. it, you know it's something like something like that where it just turns into this like not not something that you would divorce someone over, or anything you know, like but definitely something but, that you'd be pissed about, yeah, something that would just set, sit with you bad for the rest of the day, <laughs> some dude he just
3: married says he didn't want kids, mm-hmm. and now he's you know taking care of your kids for you know however long it's like th- that's not the right attitude for, for yeah, you and to so have, it, you know? it sets
1: him up as it sets him up as kind of a dick, but yeah. not like it's an understandable sentiment too though, to be like, look, I really love whatever her name is, but I just I never wanted kids, and now I've got two kids that I have to take care of. (laughs) Yeah, just
3: making it like a like a realistic kind of a thing, right? Like I never thought I'd be that guy, but I met this woman that is so incredible. I, you know, I didn't care if she had kids. I wanted to be with her, but she doesn't hear that. She she hears, you know, I don't fucking like your kids, and (laughs) this is the reason why we don't get along because I didn't want these fucking things. You know, maybe
1: that and maybe that could be. Maybe that could be the source of misunderstanding is she goes off to go to the bathroom and then as she's coming back, she hears that one snippet of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she leaves pissed. Yeah. And then he finishes the sentiment where he's like, yeah, she's just so amazing that it doesn't even matter. Right. Yeah. And then that's their resolution at the end where like he helps find the kid maybe like Chad was saying, Mm -hmm. Uh, he helps find the one who runs off and then he's like, well yeah, I didn't want kids, but they're 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 part of the deal with you and so I love them. I'm going to take care of them. Yeah. You yeah, yeah. get that resolution. Yeah, and you can definitely that have sense. that
3: that those kind of conflicts come up and then the kind of reconciliation with both of uh the things. But you you're not going to get like, you know, everyone's loving everyone, but everyone's going to be cool and you know. Yeah. yeah. Cuz they have four more days.
0: So I don't think there <laughs> needs to be like a a Person antagonist, right? I mean, mm-hmm. We kind of talked about you know everyone having different conflicts and everything, but I don't think there needs to be like, or do, does there need to be like someone who is actually antagonistic to?
3: There doesn't need to be like an evil character that's following him around and yeah, trying yeah. To chase yeah. him down and shit. No. So. park security. No, this it, could just be like a character uh, story, watching these mm. arcs happen. You know, as these. Family and these people break down and rebuild themselves all within an afternoon, and you know, in the context of the happiest place on earth. (laughs) That's what
1: I, and that's what I, that's what I like. I like the idea of uh, not needing, like, life is the antagonist in this movie, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's, and it's not even, but also, life isn't even the antagonist. Life is just yeah happening i mean know? there it's, there's it's not there's
3: so many movies about just people dealing with the next stage of their life and how yeah. things yeah. evolve and change and how you deal with those those stressors and things like that so yeah i, I think you can get just a pretty have good do that
1: yeah i All think right. we get a pretty good drama out of this and we get a an interesting and it doesn't even have to be a melodrama like it doesn't have to be every scene is a an argument right every scene is just sort of life like when you're at a park with your brothers or your sibling i i have a sister you guys i'll have brothers i think but um but you know so you just you get into a fight and then you get over it yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. so i i think that that's an interesting character study for a day or two at an amusement park and it could spread out over two days three Mm -hmm. days it doesn't have to be a one day you know yeah
3: i mean it, it could just show the trip you
1: know yeah, and it doesn't have to be a continuous one shot no yeah. edit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're not making <laughs> we'll fucking Birdman here. Yeah. The yeah. children <laughs> of <laughs> <men>. <laughs> Well, uh, well 1918 this bitch and just do <laughs> one shot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I think that I think that we've gone as far as we can on like developing the plot. Um any thoughts on cast
1: or title? Oof. Cast. So I like I like Happiest Place on Earth. Uh, I think it's been used before, though. Well, there was
3: a movie called "Escape from Tomorrow" that was this guy who like filmed a movie in Disneyland without their yeah. Permission. That's the that's the gorilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Happiest place on earth has been used quite a bunch for movie titles, actually. Apparently, you could call it Funhouse. <laughs> that sounds like a <laughs> horror movie. <laughs> well, that like okay.
3: If we come up with a name for uh, whatever the roller coaster is, that could be the name of. Um, that the could movie. be cool.
1: Like call it the Big Bad Wolf, like from uh, Bush Park. Bush. Gardens. Oh yeah,
3: yeah. So there's a Big Bad Wolf. Uh, there's the Grizzly.
1: That's the Loch Ness a- Monster. Um, that'd be kind of cool if you called it something like Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> the big, the big drop, Bigfoot. I kind of uh, like that. It's cy- cyclotron. Yeah, yeah. Where it sounds like it sounds like you are getting into like a horror sci-fi movie, but it's just an amusement park ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like the Loch Ness Monster is the name <laughs> of the movie. And then
3: Or uh, you know, churros, because they like churros. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um
0: I was thinking uh Family Fun Day.
1: Family Fun family Day? Family Fun Day. That's not bad. I, I I kinda like it. I kinda dig that. Uh or we could call it the long wait. Cause they're like Mm -hmm. always waiting in lines at the amusement park. Ooh, like like wait, wait time or something like that. Yeah. Wait time. I like that. Yeah. Or the long wait, something like that. Something that tells you like you're in for a, you're in for a a bit of a slog, but if you, if you go through it, you'll, you'll have a good time.
3: I think, I think wait time is, is cool because it can almost be like most, most of the movie is going to be the moments in between the rides, right? Like, yeah. So it's like all the other stuff that happens when you go to a, a a theme park that you don't really think about. You think about going to, you know, Busch Gardens. You think about the rides. You don't think about the hour and a half you hang out with your friends in the line to get to the ride. That's right. never really on your mind. So if we call it yeah. wait time, that's that's kind of talking about those those moments, you know, in uh, in the whole kind of like uh, experience, or we
1: or or like between the ride. Hmm. Between the rides, I like that good too. Title. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I'm good with either of those. So wait time or between the ride. Between the ride. Between the rides. I like between the rides. You make it with, like, with s. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like between the rides more than wait time. Also.
1: Yeah. So between the rides, I think is a good. It, it, that would also be a good name for like a stage play, right? Like, <laughs> you could like see an off Broadway show. Yeah. Between the rides, mm-hmm. it's like that. It's just pretentious enough. Where are you? well i mean
3: <laughs> if, if this was a play then you wouldn't have to show any roller coasters you just have like <laughs> right. you have the little velvet ropes or whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's your whole cardboard box right there. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but so okay between the rides i like that yeah that's the that's the name i dig it uh Casting wise, I'm not super up to date on my. Got to look at my actors. little kids. <laughs> um,
0: We're really bad at child actors on this show, to be honest. Yeah, we, we never uh, know because you of you wind up
1: just pulling from the, the Stranger Things. From cast Stranger Things, yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's all, all we know. well, because those are all, the, well, those are all from, the good kid actors. Yeah. Like all the actors in that show are pretty good. Um, and
0: people from Game of Thrones who uh, they're yeah. all British. And then
1: <laughs> I'd love yeah. to have
3: the little boy from JoJo Rabbit, but he's like too young. He's not that thirteen. Kind of range. Could, um, if we do this like later, off, you know, yeah. if it takes yeah. five
2: years to make this, then sure, by the time you know we get funding and all that, you know <laughs> right yeah, uh, we gotta write a the
0: script to first, that's gonna take at yeah. least uh, a few days,
2: yeah, Roman
1: Griffin <laughs> Davis. couple that's days Roman Griffin Davis, he could play the younger brother we could we could even down age him just a little bit, yeah, where yeah, he still has that like you know he's not going to high school on his own, but maybe he's just like, well, what the hell am I gonna do for my by myself for the next you know, yeah. So he's yeah he's a little young.
3: If he, if we waited until he was a little bit older, I think the him getting lost would still kind of hold some of that you know that scared kind of.
0: I say I think he needs to be young enough for that to make sense, but I think he could be you know twelve or thirteen and still mm. be afraid of getting lost in a hurricane at
1: a at a yeah. theme park, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He right. also needs to be tall enough to get on some of the scarier rides.
3: Okay, so maybe not that guy. Think of some other kids.
1: I mean, um,
0: we're putting a lot on on the two uh, children to to pull off a uh, uh, compelling thing. So, like, I think that the the older kid could probably be played by an adult that could actually, but just plays young. Mm-hmm. But what about uh, for the? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if you play if you would play it right. But um, for the older kid, uh, he's in he's in that new Apple TV show with um Chris Evans uh and he was in it uh Jaden Martell
3: Martin? for the older kid?
0: Yeah, he's like 17 years old now. So I mean, but okay. he's a really good actor though. He could play mm-hmm. like he he does a really good job in and everything I've seen him in. So I think that like he's not just he oh, could play yeah. an age appropriate yeah kid but also just really do a good job at it where yeah. like some other age appropriate kids wouldn't really do that. But he like even in Defending Jacob, which is the Apple TV show, he plays this like really uh, like kind of aloof, but also a little bit of a sociopathic teenager, (laughs) and like he does a really good job of pulling that character off because it's not it's not super easy, especially for someone who's you know so young and not really uh, doesn't have a lot of experience under his belt. So he's in Knives Out, also he didn't play the the same type of character. Main kid in
3: uh, Midnight Special.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and this, this is this for
3: really the older cool. brother.
0: Yeah, so he'd be a seventeen-year-old. He would be, you know, junior, senior in, in high school.
1: I like him. Yeah. See, I just I don't know enough like twelve-year-old actors to like mm-hmm. pull this off. Yeah, I'm trying like, to like like think I have of, like, to go through my like shows that I'm watching. I have to go through like the Disney Channel show list to try to find some youthful actor.
0: We going to go back in time <laughs> and get Jake Lloyd.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and do what? Throw him in a
3: pit somewhere?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know you're going to cast him in anything? <laughs>
3: <Just> throw him <laughs> away?
0: Murder him? <laughs> 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 <Fucking> asshole! <laughs> no, this is so mean. Actually, so he got like so harassed after through his like into his adulthood because of Anakin that he like. I think he suffered from, like, some pretty serious depression and, like, and a bunch of other things He was also
1: diagnosed, like, bipolar later on or something. Yeah. I mean, it's just,
0: like, the amount of harassment he got for being Anakin was unfair because that was not his fault, right? Like, he was a kid. You know, he did the best he could. Probably shouldn't have been casted, but that's not his fault, right?
1: So, for the dad, for the stepdad, I'm thinking Bill Hader. Okay. Okay. I like it. I think you could pull it off where he could be, like, affable enough when he's trying to be nice stepdad. But he's also got enough range. Like, have you seen Barry? Like, he's got enough range to pull off that, like, sort of mildly depressive, like, I didn't want kids kind of yeah. thing. I think Bill Hader's a good pick for the for the stepdad. No, I
3: dig that. I just watched the Skeleton Twins, and
1: yeah, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: But I have an idea, and I haven't watched the movie yet, but this kid uh, looks pretty young, even though he's 15. Uh but the kid from Honey Boy.
1: Oh yes, that movie is so damn good, actually.
0: Um his name um, is Noah Jupe.
1: Yeah, okay. As the younger so,
0: boy. He looks he, yeah, he that'll work. He looks like he could play a thirteen year old.
3: Oh yeah, those a, those two kids like look alike. So, and they uh, look alike too. Yeah. That's kinda
0: what I was thinking. They they look like they could be related. Yeah.
1: So, so Jaden Martel like
0: and Noah Jupe. And then you're you're saying Bill Hader for the um
1: Bill Hader for the dad, yeah.
0: But
3: then the, the dad? mom for would the stepdad. have to
1: look similar to those other kids. So. Well, that's the good thing about him being a stepdad. It doesn't have to look like the kids.
3: Well, no, 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 no. The, um, the mom would have to look like the kids. Let's
1: see. This is vaguely British.
3: Oh, Carrie Mulligan from uh, Drive. That's her, right? Or is that the other one? It's like She's three in of them. In <laughs> in uh,
0: she was in Drive, yes.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not very familiar with her uh movies. I've only seen Drive at all. Inside
2: of... Lewin Davis. Yeah. She wasn't inside Lewin Davis. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's big in it. Yeah.
1: I could see that. I like her. She's in Shane. She's yeah, in I the Great Gatsby.
2: She's in um in Education was her like first big movie.
1: And then we'll uh just to just to continue the trend of him being a big name pool but not actually being involved in the movie. Let's go ahead and get um Brian Cranston to play the actual dad who just shows up in like one scene in a flashback. All right, I, dig I like
0: it. that. <laughs> I was thinking uh, Brian Cranston as as someone as a father figure, but um. So my only question about Carrie Mulligan, and it doesn't have to be a big deal, um, is that if our oldest brother, the oldest brother, is seventeen and she's only thirty five, you know, he's like, which was, was she 17, 18 when he was born, or maybe that's maybe that's that part, could be of it. part of it yeah yeah is that she was young out. when she had him and yeah.
1: maybe she was a little younger brian cranston was like her professor in college and uh <laughs> yeah her up yeah and then uh, that can, that can be an argument married.
3: point you know in there when they get into a fight you know something
1: like that i think it's because bill Hader's around the he's a little bit older than her i think bill Hader's like f- is he 45 is he 50 I don't think he's 50. But
0: I think the idea of her having these being relatively young herself and then having these two younger, older children, you know, she had, you know, she had them when she was young. Uh, They got divorced when she was young. So it's it's all part of their story of, you know, why she's not with the father anymore. And and all that. so I I think that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. And Bill Hader is only 42. So he's still age appropriate. Yeah. 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 I agree.
3: And then you want to do the, the friends of the parents that like meet up with them, Tina Fey and Steve Carell. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Well, let's, let's, let's make it Uh, let's, let's add a little, um, no, let's, let's just like add some diversity in there. So we don't just have fucking white people all over the place. Um, okay.
1: What's, what's the chick? Oh, we could get, what's her name from, uh, the Valkyrie from Thor. She could be one of the friends. Okay.
3: So her, Mm -hmm. and then, um, what's that? Kumali Namjami.
1: Camille Johnny? Yeah, yeah, they can be a couple. Camille, yeah, Camille could be in, yeah, okay. Camille and Valkyrie are yeah. dating. I don't know her actual name. I should probably look that up. Yeah, Stop <laughs> Valkyrie. Her, <Herkine. laughs>
3: and they can add a little bit of perspective onto the whole, like, stepfather kind of thing. Um, maybe they have some kind of, like, poignant stuff to say, but then add a little levity to, you know, some of the the parts of the movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Tessa Thompson. Tessa, that's right, yeah.
0: Alright, so Tessa Thompson and Camille Nanjiani. All right, so that sounds like we have a cast, a movie, and a title, right? What are we thinking for a poster?
1: So I was picturing, like, in my head, you get the tall poster. You think about, like, you know, Disneyland and all those, like, uh, parks and everything. You get just the entrance, you have the title between the rides as the the arch or the t- uh, the the park okay. name, like Jurassic Park. Yeah, kind of. and then in the background yeah. you have like the rides yeah. okay. in sort of silhouette with like you know your typical big swirly roller coaster ride, a Splash Mountain looking kind of thing, and uh, and the gates are like partially open, and then you just have the title as the name of the park, so it looks like there's your poster, right?
0: All right. Is, is there like a storm brewing in the background? Maybe.
1: You could get some clouds in there. Yeah. So it doesn't look like a happy sunny day or maybe you could juxtapose it with like sunny on one part, not like a straight delineation with a line, but you know, it's like mm-hmm. a storm is it's mm-hmm. there, but the the skies are blue, but because it's a fun day at the park, but then you get this little ominous feeling towards the back. Maybe there's a lightning bolt striking a Ferris wheel. <laughs> killing <laughs> killing dozens. Yeah.
3: I I get that like uh like uh hinting at the the thing that happens in the movie a little bit, that little bit of a storm coming in,, mm-hmm. I like that,
1: yeah, and then maybe you could sneak little elements in like a overflowing trash can kind of thing where it's like, oh, this isn't just a happiest place on earth, completely sanitized. Story kind of thing. I don't know. I'm just thinking about little subtle elements you could you could work into it that Rats. You know, no one's yeah, like maybe a, like a rat. We could Lots throw of rats. A little, throw a jab at Disney, get a yeah. rat in there.
0: A rat with red shorts. A rat a rat
1: a rat dragging off someone's red panties while also stabbing a duck. <laughs>
0: yeah. Obviously. I
1: don't know
3: what this uh this rat rape kind of thing you got going on there. <laughs> seems a little bit far oh, I'm just
1: just spitballing. just spitballing you got a better idea
3: <laughs> i don't know i mean uh i was kind of thinking maybe uh you know how they have those like uh overly themed restaurants in- inside those places i was thinking maybe like like the the two brothers are sitting there and they just look like pissed off and defeated um like this would be like a photo shoot thing. So I'm not sure this would work with like the okay. graphics we're going to do. Yeah. I think I
0: keep in mind what, what uh, we can possibly do. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I'm so, I, just, uh, I was just like actually <laughs> so picturing, we'll go let's ahead. go we'll and get some,
3: some uh, models and let's go take some yeah, photos. We'll get... Let's just make this poster. Right? <laughs> yeah. Let's make the movie. Yeah. Let's just, let's just make, make the movie. movie. Why <laughs> are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> we got a poster. We're ready to go. All right. That's it. That's a movie.
0: That's a movie. That's a wrap. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Mikey. It's been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, no, I had a blast. Real blasty blast. Really blasty blast. Wish I had something to plug, but,
3: you know. (laughs) I wish I did, too. Find Mikey in the world. He he wanders around.
1: He likes to do stuff.
0: I wish you had something you could plug us on, but
1: (laughs) you don't. uh, I mean, you know, I got got some friends. You got 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 some some friends? friends. All right,
0: so all of Mikey's friends.
1: (laughs) Yeah, all, all eight. Oh, wait.
0: All of well. Mikey's friends that aren't on this Zoom call. Yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other four of you guys.
0: <laughs> check us Go out. check this out. Uh, yeah. Listen to the podcast. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you can uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at uh, Two. You can find us on our website, ScriptPromptu.com. You can email us your ideas for the prompts we drew tonight or any other episode at podcast at ScriptPromptu.com. And if you really like what we're doing, check us out on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash script prompt two where you can get early access to episodes and bonus content. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Bye. I'll see ya. No one can see you wave, Sam. <laughs>
3: <But> <laughs> he doesn't waving get sound. That. They can hear it. <laughs> <laughs>